0: the room, wave at somebody. Let them know you're glad they're here this morning. Aren't you glad to be here? And I've searched the world, but it couldn't fill me. man man's empty praise and treasures that fade i never enough That you came along And put me back together And every desire Is now satisfied Hearing your love Oh, there's nothing Better than you, oh, there's nothing Better than you, Lord, there's nothing Nothing is better than you And I'm not afraid To show you my weakness Failures and falls, Lord, you've seen them all and you still call me friend. Cause the God of the mountain is the God of the valley. And there's not a place your mercy and grace won't find me again. is better than, oh, nothing better than you. Oh, there's nothing better than you. Oh, there's nothing better than you. Oh, there's nothing. Nothing is better Good. Evening. special in your life, would you give them a shout this morning? Father, we praise you. We give you all of the glory. From the little victories to the giant mountains that have been moved, God, you are faithful. and We give you all the praise and all of the glory. You are good, Heavenly Father. grace and mercy there is nowhere we can hide from your love you are steadfast never failing you are faithful all creation is in awe of who you are you're the healer of the sick and the broken you are comfort for every heart that mourns our king and our savior forever for eternity we will sing of all you've done for eternity and for eternity we will sing of all you've done life there is healing in your love you're the father the son the holy spirit for each Between us. No one can stand between us. There is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. Nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God. Would you lift your hands in this place this morning, Father? We love you. Thank you for sending your Son we choose to love you because you first loved us oh father we receive it take away any blinders anything that's holding us back from following fully after you from receiving fully from you. God our hearts our lives are yours we choose to simply obey and follow your commandments because we love you praise you Heavenly Father Jesus, worthy is the Lamb that was slain for us, the Son In the dark so for every enemy Jesus for my family I speak the holy name Jesus come on with we'll just sing that out loud with us this morning shout Jesus Christ from- Break every stronghold, shine through the shadows, burn
1: like a fire. Thank the Lord, Hallelujah! Just want to share along that, and then we're gonna we're going to pray together. Hallelujah! See, no, he wrote something down this morning. I like how it said there, for my family. You know, it's not just for our personal families, but it's also for our church family. It's for other believers, it's for others. You know, we shout, shout in the darkness. I had somebody say to me one time, well, I'm not as strong in faith now as I was a few weeks ago. And I thought, because you don't feel strong. Faith has nothing to do with feelings. You know, sometimes, You can feel like darkness is so encroaching and holding on to you and pulling you down. And when you go, you know what? I am not moved by what I feel. I'm not affected. In other words, I'm not affected by what I feel. I'm not affected by what I see. I'm affected only by what I believe. And I believe the word of God. And we believe the power of the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So in the darkness, In the darkness, we declare the name of Jesus. When there is no feeling, we choose to believe. Hallelujah. So this morning I was uh, reading a scripture because I've been thinking about it for the last few days in Romans chapter 8 where it says, If the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you, he shall also quicken your mortal body. And that word quicken, means to make alive. So because he is in us and because the name of Jesus belongs to us, the life quickening power of God dwells in us and it is to make alive. It gives life. These are all the different meanings. It will restore to life. What what is what has Pastor Mike Gotten direction from from the Lord about what we're to declare over our church family restoration, Amen. It will restore to life. It empowers the the life of Jesus within us. Empowers uh, us with divine life. It and it and I. It's another translation says I make that which was dead to live. Anything you see in your family, anything that you know of, he makes the dead to live. I know my husband said this some years ago where God gave him these words, I delight in bringing dead things to life. And we have seen many things in our own personal lives that look dead. It was dead. As far as we concerned, we looked at it, it was dead. But, But the life giver, the Lord Jesus Christ who dwells in us, In the midst of the darkness, you speak life. In the midst of the darkness, you thank God for life. Hallelujah. Another, there was several that was really good. It means to revitalize new life, to give new life and vitality. Interesting. That's a word I've I've felt led over a a number of years to speak over myself, that I have vitality. Little did I know as being scriptural. It means to reinvigorate, regenerate, fortify, strengthen, bolster, prop up, help, regenerate, restore, revive. I like this one. Reawaken. Hallelujah. It also means to flourish. And that word is the same word as shalom. And shalom means the same thing, really, as the word salvation. To restore, to uh, to preserve everything that the word salvation means. Anyway, praise the Lord. So, hallelujah. We have a number in our church who are facing physical challenges right now, and so we are just going to stand with them together, and maybe there are some in here as well. So, um, if you are here today And there's something, maybe it's physical or maybe it's something else that you are facing a challenge. If you want to just lift up your hand where you are, you may have already prayed about it and you're in faith. We're going to agree with you, wherever you may be. Maybe it's a loved one of yours or you personally. If you want to raise up your hand, maybe you personally or a loved one. Okay, and then I want the rest of you, if you will, just to go around and look at those whose hands are raised. Hallelujah. And lay hands on them. And we're just gonna declare life in the name of Jesus and restore with them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You told us, O Lord, in your word, to bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And if one member hurts, we all hurt with them. One rejoices, we rejoice with them. But Lord, these today that that are represented here, their families or whoever it is, whatever's going on in their life, we agree with them in the name of Jesus. We declare restore. We declare life. We thank you, Father, that the same spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead dwells in them, dwells in their family. And we thank you that he is reviving, revitalizing, quickening, reawakening, restoring, that they, we declare that they flourish. Hallelujah. Flourish. (laughs) And Lord, we do this by faith, because your word is true, and we choose to believe your word. We choose. And now we thank you. We thank you, for it, Father, that it's done. We thank you, Father, that you are working in it. You are working in them. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You said in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. So with thankful hearts, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah thank you for it. We count it as done in the name, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for it, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're going to want you to sing that part, those parts again. Hallelujah. I'm going to have the worship team just sing those parts again, and this will be our, our declaration. Amen. I maybe just, you know.
0: Your name is power Your name is healing Your name is light Break every stronghold Shine through the shadows Burn like a fire Cause your name Cause your name is power Shout Jesus from the mountains Jesus in the streets Come on Jesus in the darkness Over every enemy Jesus for my family I speak the holy name Jesus Shout Jesus from the mountains Over every situation Jesus from the mountains Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness, so every enemy, Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. Let's sing, cause your name is power, because your name is power, your name is he. every stronghold shine through the shadows burn like a fire thank you Jesus
1: Father thank you Lord thank you Lord you are good and your mercy to heal your mercy to save your mercy to deliver endures forever We receive it, and we thank you for it. Hallelujah. If you can agree with that, say amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, we're going to dismiss the children and the youth at this time. They have youth takeover Sunday, so they can be dismissed to their classroom. Before you're seated, why don't you uh, introduce yourself to several people sitting around you. Give them a warm welcome, and God bless you. Then You may be seated. For those of you who are worshiping with us, I think it's over here. I don't know. On uh, YouTube and Facebook. We're so glad that you're with us in the service today or watching later. God bless you. We know you're going to be ministered to. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, if you're worshiping with us today for the first time, we're so glad that you're here. If you would please just fill out a Connect card in front of you in the seat and uh, let us know that you're here. We would appreciate that. And if you need to uh, contact us in any way for anything, you can always uh, contact us through that Connect card if you are unable to in, in any other way. We are so happy. Barbara, I noticed that you were here. Yay. Yay everyone remembers Barbara. She left God's country of California where God is moving and moved to be with her family in Georgia. And, um, you know, sometimes people who have moved away, they'll... uh, they'll come back and they'll be in the service and I'll see them and I'll just be like, hi, it's great to see you. And then I realize they've moved away and I haven't seen them in six months or something, you know, and then I'll go back. I'll go, I'm so sorry. I was so used to seeing you here all the time. I didn't think a thing of it. That's right. You moved away. So anyway, that's why I said I noticed because you're just about in the same spot. You always used to sit, right? Uh, You need to be two rows up there. You're not quite right. All right. Praise the Lord. It's great to have her here. She's always family. Amen. Just want to let you know a couple of things. You will see dates in your uh, announcement sheet, your bulletin this month um, for the children and youth that we have coming up this summer. Um, The end of June. Actually, I have changed those dates. We have changed those dates a few times. We're going to have vacation Bible school. First, it was five days then it was four days, and now I promise it's at three days. I will not go, we will not go any less than three, but um, there's reasons why, and um, so just notice those. We'll have uh, information about um, an ability for the children to register. It should be this next week, but how many children that we receive, we have already had some phone calls and some people contact us about wanting to come for to our Vacation Bible School. And we have to limit how many children we can take by how many people are helping us with the Vacation Bible School. And so we have a few people who um, are unable to this year who have been helping us in the past. And so if you can help us with Vacation Bible School, you can talk You can talk to me, you can text me, you can email me, you can call me through social media, you can call me at the office, take your pick, and um, let us know that uh, you would like to help us with Vacation Bible School this year. Amen. And then um, the youth camp is also the end of June. It's a little bit earlier this year. Pastor Chip has some really exciting things. He's sharing with the youth about it. They're going to be going to a new location, uh, which my daughter has told me all about. Pastor Chip hasn't told me all about it. But he's a guy, you know, they're, they're, I don't know, Pastor Chip, he's usually got a lot of words, but not as many as a woman. Uh, but anyway, uh, they've got, they're at a new location this year, and uh, there are a lot of good things that are planned for the youth. And then also we're going to be having in the month of July, the 12th and the 13th, those days also changed. Blame it all on me. The 12th and the 13th, um, we're going to have our kids camp at the church this year. So uh, we just want to let you know about all those things coming up. So if that um, affects you in any way, you can put that on your calendar. Amen. We're going to have the ushers come at this time. We're going receive to our, receive our offering uh, and tithes. And I wanted to read, these are verses... That if you've heard of these verses, they're not normal verses that you read, but they're good verses, and um, I wanted to read it to you today. Um, this first one is in, oh, I didn't screenshot the reference. It's in Psalms. I, th- I believe it's Psalms 37, verses 18 and 19. The Lord knows the days of the blameless, and their heritage will remain forever. They are not put to shame in evil times. In the days of famine, they shall have abundance. Hallelujah. And here's another one, and this is in Jeremiah 17, verses 7 through, I think 7 and 8 is what it is. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water and uh, I'm just going to add the word and flourishes. Remember what we read earlier? It flourishes because there's other scriptures like that, that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes. For its leaves remain green, it's flourishing. and it is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. Hallelujah. So wonderful, wonderful word of God and promises, uh, and we're thankful to him for his word. Amen. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. We don't have to ever be afraid because we flourish, because you live in us. But we can rejoice even in days of famine because we know that you will take care of us, that you will provide for us. We can be filled with joy, and we can be filled with peace. And affect other people's lives around us. Hallelujah. Because they see how you honor us, how you defend us, how you provide for us. So, Lord, make us a bright, shining light every single day to those that we come in contact with. Hallelujah. For you're our Jehovah Jireh, our provider, our peace. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Emily, after you've had the chance to give, would you stand and worship with us again this morning? to us jesus and our hope is in you alone and our strength in your mighty name and our peace in the darkest day remains jesus This we know, we will see the enemy run. This we know, we will see the victory come. We hold on to every promise you've ever made. Jesus, you are. joy in the heaviness our way when it seems there is no way it's Jesus yes we know ha
2: confession. This is our year of jubilee. We expect manifestations of the Holy Ghost in power. We believe for financial miracles and miracles of healing in Jesus name. Amen. You may be seated. I'm going to start this morning in John chapter 15. There's some scriptures here that the Lord has uh, prompted me to meditate on and and focus on for the last several weeks. John chapter 15, verse 7, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. The Lord spoke something to me. Um, I think it was Tuesday. I was minding my own business i wasn't praying i wasn't I talked to God all the time, but I wasn't doing anything out of the ordinary that i don't normally do and um The Lord spoke to me, and I had had some questions that I had asked him about, and I was believing for the answers to come, and it wasn't something that... Um, The Lord spoke to me as an answer to a question that I had presented to him weeks before. And it had to do with some of the physical things that are taking place in my body. And the Lord said... You are under my hedge of protection. And I was familiar with some verses of Scripture in Job. The book of Job is unique in that it seems to me that the only time anybody refers to or quotes from the book of Job is to establish some doctrine or some teaching. Some people use the book of Job as what they believe is proof that God brings adversity upon us. But the book of Job is something that we cannot establish the context for. Bible scholars agree that the book of Job is the oldest book of the Bible. It doesn't mean it was written before the book of Genesis. But the things that take place in it are of a time that we can't identify. Folks, if we don't know when Job was alive, when he lived, then there's no way we're going to make any sense out of the things that this book tells us. Job is not listed in Any of the um, ancestry lists, he's not listed as part of a descendant of Abraham. And so if we can't identify when Job was alive or when these things took place, then we can't use the principles that we see in it to aid us in our understanding. What I'm trying to say is if we don't know when Job was alive then we don't know what covenant he was operating under. And if we don't know what covenant he was operating under then there's no way that we can make sense of the things that the book of Job tells us. In Job chapter 1 verse 8 the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that fears God and eschews evil? Then Job answered the Lord and said, Does not Job fear God for naught? Hast thou not made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hand and his substance is increased in the land. Put put forth thine hand now, and touch all that he has, and he shall curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all he has is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went from the presence of the Lord. God put a hedge about Job. about all that he had, about his house. He blessed the work of his hands and his substance that it was increased in the land. When the Lord spoke to me and said that I was under his hedge of protection, I thought of these verses. It's the only verses that I thought of almost the only ones that it says anything about a hedge being around someone. And Satan tells us through these verses of the purpose of adversity and trouble. Satan's first Response to God identifying Job as a perfect man, one that follows God and, and resists evil. So Satan's plan was simple. If trouble comes, then people turn loose of the things of God. Look with me to Matthew chapter 7, beginning in verse 24. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. I grew up in a denominational church, Baptist church, Southern Baptist church. And I was very involved in the programs that they had. We had Sunday school, and then we had the the Sunday morning service. And then on Wednesday nights, there was another adult service, and there were uh, youth groups and different things like that taking place. And so until from the time that I was about six through age 18 or 19, I was in church two or three times a week I wound up going to Rhema in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I came from Rhema or out of Rhema, operating in the ministry to some degree. And it dawned on me, I really don't know much about what the world outside of church is or does. And simple things, simple scriptures, just like that we read in Matthew 7, whoso heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Most of the church world doesn't know what building your house on the rock means. And there are other scriptures, like for example, James chapter 1, verse 22. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers, only deceiving yourselves. Most of the church world doesn't know what it means to do the word. Most of the church world is operating with God or toward God. Simply from a feelings or an emotional standpoint. So, in John chapter 15, where we started, I'm going to back up to verse 1 and put some of this in context. Jesus is talking to his disciples. He said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. This word purges means to cleanse. It's the same word in verse 3. Now you are clean. That's the word purges. Now you are clean to the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. This word abide means to dwell. So he says, abide or dwell in me and I in you. He's got to be talking about something more than just salvation. He can't be just saying, stay saved. He's talking about growth. He's talking about spiritual development. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him. The same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. Verse 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. Abiding in him has something to do with the word growing in your heart. Abide in me and my words abide in you. If you do that, then you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my father glorified. God's glorified when you get answers to your prayers. Prayers. I asked the Lord what did I do to get under your hedge of protection? I know in a general sense the protective hand of God is upon all of us but this was something the Lord was pointing out to me specifically and so I assumed that this is an area that either wasn't always this way or in some way was unique. In Psalm 8, verse 2, it says, Out of the mouths of babes and sucklings thou hast ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. The word angels is the word Elohim. It's talking about being made a little lower than God, and has crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hand. Thou hast put all things under his feet. Notice that he talks about dominion relative to the strength that is available to us. Out of the mouths of babes and sucklings, thou hast ordained strength the because of thine enemies that thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger. Some years ago, probably 10 years ago by now, I got in the habit of walking about five miles a day. Every day of the week except Sunday, I'd go down to Dana Point Harbor and walk a certain track that was about five miles long. and there were so many days I would use it as an opportunity to spend time with God and I'd talk to him and I'd pray and of course I'd always pray about my physical condition but I don't know if you found this out yet There's only so much you can pray about yourself or your own situation, the circumstances you're in, without running into the definitive promise of God that takes care of your situation. Once you get to that place, if you continue to pray, you're praying in unbelief. And so I would remind God of the scriptures that tell us about his healing mercy. I would make a confession about healing. And in the rest of the time, I would just sing little choruses about not being under the curse of the law and so forth, little Spirit given or spirit led songs, and I would spend hours just singing these little choruses over. And over and over, I was by myself, and the Lord reminded me of all those songs that I prayed or sang. And I came to understand that those songs of thanksgiving, thanking God for the answer rather than just asking him for an answer. Those were the things that he led me to believe. Put me under that hedge of protection. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, it tells us about Jehoshaphat and the people of Israel facing an overwhelming enemy force. But it tells us about Jehoshaphat, how he set a fast for the people to get answers from God on what they were to do. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon a certain prophet and said, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. Tomorrow will you down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and you shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand you still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. And they woke up the next morning, verse 20, and they went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophet, so shall you prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers under the Lord that should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and to say, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were spitten, smitten. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, utterly to slay and destroy them, and when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy one another. And when the Lord, Judah came down toward the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked upon the multitude, and behold there were dead bodies fallen to the earth, and none escaped. And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, they found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies, and precious jewels which they stripped off for themselves, more And they could carry... when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them they found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away and they were three days in gathering of the spoil it was so much when they began to sing to praise the Lord said Ambushments. God's protection which was prophesied the day before was manifestly realized and displayed when they began to sing. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord said, ambushment. That's God's protective hand, isn't it? We see the same thing in Acts chapter 16. Paul and Silas go to the city of Philippi at the direction of the Lord. They wind up casting the devil out of this little girl that was telling fortunes and making money for her owners. And so they raised up the people against Paul and Silas. And they had them thrown in jail. But the Bible says at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake that opened everybody's prison doors and caused the chains and the shackles that their hands and their feet were bound by to fall off. wonder what this story would have turned out to be if they had just prayed and not prayed and sang praises. But they prayed and sang praises unto God and the prisoners heard them and that's what brought the earthquake that set them free. Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 through 22 identify how we can be doers of the word. Proverbs chapter 4, my son, attend to my words, incline the ear unto my sayings. Notice what it doesn't say. It doesn't say, my son, don't bother about my word. Just say a prayer every now and then. Let me know how you're doing. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Life and health is part of God's protection, isn't it? Notice your success is directly related to your relationship with God through his word. You're never going to know God just through prayer. And he's talking about making these words a part of your heart, a part of your innermost being. Well, the only thing that the Bible tells us to make that happen is to meditate in the Word, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. God gave Joshua the key to success. this book of the law, which is all the word of God they had, shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Thou mayest observe to do according to all that's written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. You make your way prosperous. It doesn't even say God will prosper you. It says you will make your way prosperous through meditating in the word. One of the meanings of the word meditate is to mutter, M-U-T-T-E-R, which is to say to yourself over and over and over again, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. If it's not departing out of your mouth, it's because you're saying it again. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate or mutter or say to yourself, day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that's written therein. There's the doer of the word. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. One translation says, shall deal wisely in the affairs of life. Well, you couldn't have much success in the earth if you didn't deal wisely in the affairs of, of this earthly life. My son, attend to thy words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a froward mouth and perverse lips, put far from you. He's still talking about confessing the word, speaking the word. In Matthew chapter 4, it tells us about when Jesus was tempted of the devil. Verse 1, then was Jesus led of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward a hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But Jesus answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Folks, when Jesus came in contact with the devil and when he was tempted of the devil, he spoke the word. He didn't ask for time to go gather the scrolls and see if he could find something that would help him. He knew that the answer to strength and victory was the confession of the word of God. Jesus answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up to the holy city and set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Then said Jesus unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. The devil quoted scripture back to Jesus. And Jesus responded. It is written, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again, the devil took him up to an exceeding high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them and said unto him, All these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then said Jesus unto them, Unto him, get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Now, folks, if Jesus is not our example for what to do when we face temptation and adversity, then who would be our example? And Jesus responded to the devil's attack or temptation. By quoting the word of God, the word that he had already put inside of him, Jesus answered the devil three times It is written. It is written. Folks, it still is written. I think most of us may have an idea or thinking that Jesus, being the son of God, was so filled with power that he just didn't have have to have much to do with the devil. But when Jesus was face to face with Satan he relied on the word of god the written word of god jesus lived by when he was here on the earth he lived by the same principles that the bible tells us and instructs us concerning temptation it is written it is written it is written, it is written. My son, attend to my words. Put the word first place. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. No matter what else you hear, what you hear from the word should be of the greatest importance. Let them not depart from thine eyes. See yourself with the answer, in other words. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they, my words, are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Folks, notice there's a discovery process to the Word of God. And that's one of the great truths or benefits of meditating in the Word. Speaking to yourself what the Word says about your situation over and over and over again. You'll find the answer and the healing power of God. Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. The growth of your inner man, your spirit being, is more important than anything else we could do in this world. Keep your heart with all diligence. Put that first place. Put away from thee a froward mouth and perverse lips. Put far from thee. The froward mouth and the perverse lips is a reference to speaking something other than or contrary to the word of God. Folks, when you confess the word, you're putting it first place in your life. My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. That, folks, is the, the principle to being a doer of the word. If you're being a doer of the word, you're going to attend to his words and put those words first place. If you're doing the word, you're going to listen to the word above anything else. If you're doing the word, you're not, you're not going to let yourself see anything other than the victory that the word promises. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Folks, this is the basic bare bones instruction that God's word gives us to put us over in life. We're not living in a world or a covenant relationship with God where the devil doesn't have the right to attack us. He does. But we have victory promised and assured to us that whatever attack he brings, the word overcomes it. The promises of God leads us out of the devil's attack. I know a lot of people feel condemned when they get under attack. But there's no reason to feel condemnation when the devil attacks you. He does have that right. But he doesn't have the right to stay. The Lord gave me a verse of Scripture that I really wasn't familiar with. It's in Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Again, the devil has a right to attack us, but the truth of God's word is sufficient in power to remove the burden and the yoke from off of our necks, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. I dreamed this verse just as I was waking up that place between awake and asleep. The Lord gave me the first part of this verse. And his burden shall be taken off of thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck. So when I went to the word... And found this verse of scripture, the last part, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing, was a verse of scripture that Brother Hagin used almost constantly to stand in the office that the Lord had given him. And that had special meaning to me because of my relationship with him. Lord, Your word tells us that when Peter and John were threatened by the Pharisees not to preach or teach anymore in your name, they returned to their company and they prayed that you would give them boldness to speak your word. Boldness that comes by you stretching forth your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done in the name of thy holy child, Jesus. We pray the same thing, Father. Grant unto us boldness to speak your word. By stretching forth your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done in the name of thy holy child, Jesus. Father, you said if we abide in you and your word abides in us, we shall ask what we will and it shall be given to us. That's what we will. We will that you grant unto us boldness to speak your word by stretching forth your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done in the name of thy holy child Jesus. That's what we will, Father. So we speak. And say, restore. And we thank you, Father, for giving us a special degree of boldness that manifests your healing power. Bless your name, Father. Bless your holy name. Thank you, Father, that the yoke is destroyed because of the anointing. Whatever means whereby the devil would try to keep us in bondage, the yoke of that bondage is destroyed because of the anointing. Thank you, Father. Thank you that this is our year of jubilee. So we expect manifestations of the Holy Ghost and power. We believe for financial miracles and miracles of healing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, that that's what we'll have. Because we set our love upon you, you deliver us. Because we've known your name, you set us on high. When we call upon you, you answer us. You are with us in trouble. You rescue us and you deliver us. With long life, you satisfy us and show us your salvation. Blessed be your name, Lord. Let's all stand together and let's just spend a few minutes and thank him for what we've asked him for. Father, according to your word, we have made these petitions known unto you. Father, we thank you for your hedge of protection around each and every one of us and those that are a part of this church but are not here today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for restoration. Thank you, Father, for the anointing that breaks the yoke. Thank you, Father, for boldness that brings about healing miracles. we bless you Father we thank you for your goodness thank you Father we thank you that we're not under the curse for Jesus has set us free for sickness we have health and for poverty we have wealth since Christ has ransomed us. Thank you, Lord. Restore, restore. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name, Lord Jesus. The name above every name. Thank you, Father. We bless your holy name. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that the victory is ours. We thank you for moving in our church and upon our church people. Thank you, Lord. you Father we thank you for your word we thank you for the change that the word brings in us the victory that is realized Blessed be the name of the Lord. Well, let's make our confession one last time this morning. This is our year of Jubilee. We expect manifestations of the Holy Ghost and power. We believe for financial miracles and miracles of healing in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, folks.